Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is Monday, and it is also the 30th of April, and it is also the year 2012, the year of our Lord 2012, and it is time for 10 dozen minutes of Jick and Mr. Skullhead. I'm Mr. Skullhead. Apparently having one of those nights where it's hard for me to say the words Mr. Skullhead. Mr. Skullhead. Mr. Skullhead. Mighty, mighty Bjorn. Not, not any easier. Okay. Not even easy for me to say not easy. So, uh, I think we should probably add Zach into the call before I try to talk anymore. Um, yeah. Hello, sir. Hey, buddy. We are on the radios. All right. How you doing, Mr. Skullhead? I'm doing just fine. I am having a uh, one of those nights where it's hard for me to talk. So, hmm. hopefully that'll go away. Like, good thing you I don't think it's in your brain or in talking. your mouth. Somewhere in the connection, I think. I tried. I keep trying to say Mr. Skullhead, and it fails. Mr. Skullhead, do you think that maybe you've had a stroke? Mr. Skullhead. Have you had a Sean Connery stroke? I had a, a stroke of genius. The genius acting of Sean Connery. Uh, how you been, buddy? What have I been up to? I just cut my lawn for the first time this year. First time ever? This year. Hmm. What'd you cut it with? A scythe. No, uh, nice. a heavy sigh, actually. Uh, Raphael's heavy sigh. Uh, I cut it with uh, a lawnmower that I bought a couple of years ago. Is it a gas mower or an electric and mower? I used... It's a gas mower. I got one that like somebody had taken to a repair shop to get fixed and then decided they didn't care if they got it back. and So they kind of kludged it back together and sold it. Mm. I looked at the lawn at the office today and thought, I need to mow that lawn. Actually, what I thought was, the yard needs mowed. And then I thought I should never say that aloud, lest people make the fun of me. Yep. I started looking, uh, I actually did did about 10 minutes of Googling about that particular grammatical construct. And, uh, uh, you know, maybe it was because I Googled the yard needs mowed. But an alarming number of the, the uh, results that I found were, were people talking about that particular grammatical construct using that phrase, the lawn needs mode. I guess okay. it's not surprising at all, given that that's what I Googled. Yeah, I Googled this thing and I got a bunch of results that were... There's like no name for it, but they, but they all also said the dishes need washed. Huh. Uh, and so I don't know if it's like a thing where it's particularly likely to rear its head about a chore. Your ass needs kicked. Uh, sure. I yeah. think I would probably say your ass needs kicking. I think you'd say kicking. Yeah, kicking. Your ass needs a kicking. Yeah. Uh, so people have said a lot of people claimed that it was a Pittsburgh thing, that it was a grammatical construction that they had only heard from their friends or their friends' parents who were Pittsburgh natives. Huh. Uh, and then a lot of people said that they had encountered it in Central Ohio. Which uh, Central Ohio is getting near to where I grew up. Right. I think it's pretty similar in uh, demographic composition. From what I've seen of the suburban areas of Columbus, they very much remind me of the larger towns around where I lived. Yeah. Columbus has a weird Midwestern vibe, but at the same time, it reminds me a lot of Mesa. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, it's, because of, it's strip because mall. Because of all the massage parlors. Mm-hmm. And all the Mormons. And it's kind of strip mallish, you know? Yeah, but I mean, everything, every place where there's room is kind of strip mallish, I think. Right. Do you not get strip malls on the outskirts of, uh, in the outskirts of your city? Oh, sure, but it's a certain kind of, like, 
Well, there's the the brand new construction where it all looks the same no matter where you are in the entire country. Strip right. mall. So, of course, that looks the same because that looks the same everywhere. But then there's a, just a certain kind of rundown, maybe like early 90s strip mall that reminds me of Mesa. Okay. The kind where it's like nail shop, kung fu emporium, video store, laundromat, and wig place. Yeah. What was the one near my place in Central Phoenix had like a, a wig shop, a coffin salesman, and uh-huh. a, a nail shop. So it was like, we'll make you very pretty and then sell you the coffin you can <clears throat> lie in once you're all prettified. Did they ask you that riddle before you went in? Like, the guy who buys it doesn't use it. The guy who makes it doesn't want it. The, the guy who has it in his pocket precious uh-huh. they did but, but it was, it was co- kind of a coffin without hinges clasp or lid but inside dead guy is hid <laughs> they did but it was kind of a dead giveaway oh <laughs> um uh, so it would be funny uh, if there was a wig store uh, uh, owned by somebody named Victoria that was called Tory's Wigs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you think? that would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, wig Out. Do you think there's a wig store called Wig Out? Or Wig the Fuck Out? I'm sure there's at least a wig out. Okay. Jig out with your wig out? Or wig out with your dick out? <laughs> I'm sure there's a getting jiggy with it. Or getting wiggy with it. Getting wiggy with it. Do you think yeah. it's W-I-D-D-I-T? Yeah, either that or W-I-T, space I-T. Or getting Wiggy Ribbit, which is a place where you can get hair for your uh, alopecia frogs. <laughs> uh, the alopecia frogs were... I think it was, it was what, Froggy Nelson and the alopecia frogs? One of my mm-hmm. very favorite old-time bluegrass bands? Yeah, they were all from Alopecia Mountain. Yeah, on the alopecia trail. It's not a, not a single tree on the top of that thing. There used to be. But then they all fell off when the mountain was only six years old. Yeah. Ah, so you mow, you mowed? I got done mowed. Yep, my lawn needed mowed. Now it doesn't. Do you suppose if you were a Muslim and one day you came home to find that your lawn had been trimmed with no, uh, with no human intervention that you would say, Allah mowed my yard? I hope so. I think I, I'm going to have to convert now just for that reason. Oh, just in the hopes that Allah would mow your yard? Yeah. Allah mowed the yard ashore. Hallelujah. (laughs) My goat knows the bowling score. Yeah, we did that uh, this weekend. There was a birthday party for a person. All you ever do is go to parties, buddy. Well, like, every weekend it's either, what did you do this weekend? I didn't do shit, or I went to a party. Mm -hmm. Because there's a... You know, like, very occasionally will we go to a movie or, like, a little vacation or something, but for the most part, it's either sat at home and watched movies or went to a party and didn't get laid and didn't get in a fight, so that's good. Oh. What kind of party was it? Was it a party where everybody brought their kids so it was boring? No, nobody brought their kids. It was a, uh, I mean, when I left at 2 a.m., it was still going. Nice. The wife was at a uh, bachelorette party. For that evening. When you get married now, you have to have a couple's party to celebrate the engagement. 
then a bachelor party, then a bachelorette party, then a bridal shower. Huh. So, like, for you don't this... Have a gro- you don't have a groomal shower? You don't have a groomal shower. You, you just groom yourself in the shower for a little bit. You have a, dr- you have a dremel shower where you just go into a building and use a Dremel to randomly poke holes in the ceiling until water starts coming out. <laughs> oh, I was thinking until you are looking into the lady's shower. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's even better. But uh, uh, yeah, for, for this particular set of parties, the the joint party Jess went to while I stayed home with the kid, and then the bachelor party I wasn't invited to, which still stings a little bit, and then the shower, of course, I'm not going to. And the, so there have been three events that I have lost my wife for for a day. And so this one was like, I could stay home with the kid again, or I could call Grandma and have Grandma watch him and go to this party. Do you think that... I think the difference between people in their 20s and people... Or like, early 20s and people in their, like, late 20s, early 30s is... We don't use partying as a thing anymore. Like, what, what did you do? Oh, dude, we went to this party. We were partying so hard. I don't think that I ever, unironically... Like, we went to this party and we chatted with people and drank. Yeah. yeah, I went to a party and got drunk and had a competition to see who could come up with the most puns about a hardware store. Right. Uh, occasionally, uh, we would blow things up submerged in a gallon can of uh, nacho cheese. Really? Uh once I went to a party where we set a house on fire, which then burned down. Did that happen? I, well, it wasn't. It was my idea, but it wasn't me what lit the match, officer. <laughs> um, yeah, we just went. We were at a party, and we went. Uh, we went, decided to leave this uh, party and go to a bar for whatever reason uh-huh. to go have some drinks and then come back to the party. We were like, these drinks are too cheap. Uh, and then on the way home, there was like we walked past the house where the house where all the parties were where Roy lived for a while where there were like it, the the building the outbuildings that were the old like offices for the internment camp that was in Phoenix right and a house that had been moved in there and you know we were just like we were sad because like some developers had bought it and they were just going to tear it down and I was like man you should you should set the house on fire you should just go burn it down and my buddy was like dude you're right and he just went in and set the fucking house on fire. And then we, like, ran, and the house burned down. I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Was that country? Yes, it was. Uh, yeah, and then and then uh, he went and turned himself in. And, like, the guy didn't press charges. Like, the guy who was about to tear the house down didn't press charges. And I don't think the guy got in any trouble. You'd think that starting a fire would be, like enough of a public hazard that it would be illegal even if the person who shit you burned down didn't care I'll bet if they had uh, I don't know did they have to get the fire department out there yeah because you'd think he would be responsible for the the cost of the fire department coming out Eh, maybe he was and I just never heard that part but yeah no that was nuts yeah that was a terrible idea but yeah, I would not, I would not say that I ever partied. You don't you don't feel like party as a verb. I, I no, I, I mean I know that people did. Uh, one time, it's sort of a like a really kind of grisly, uh, and yet probably only twenty year old uh, prostitute approached me and a guy that I was in Vegas with. Said, "You guys want to party?" So I don't know what she was talking about. Maybe she was you know wanted to go to a party and drink and have a pun off. <laughs> Probably. 
Hey, it would have been looking, fun to go with her just to do that. You looking for a good time? I'm having a good time right now. It's, it's fantastic. Ah, oh, boy. Um. Yeah, so you had a good time at your party? Did you drink a lot of booze? I drank lots of beers. I've come to realize that, uh, or discover that any beer that has Saison on the label is mm-hmm. going to be delicious. Okay. So I had me some, uh, I don't even know the brewery. It was just like four 16-ounce bottles of delicious, delicious Saison do something or other. I think Saison is the new IPA. It's the, like, thing that every every place is making. Oh, it's a trend now. Um, did you try at any point when we were in San Diego last year any of that uh, Saison du Buff? No, I haven't yet got to have that. Uh, I mean, it's it's I like never again. if you when you come out here, uh, I have I think about a dozen bottles of it left uh-huh. put away, but they're never making anymore. Uh, I don't think. Wow, it's weird. I can understand why it didn't catch on. It is it is a very strange beer. It is brewed with parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme, hmm. um, and I'm not I've not really had anything like it. But uh, yeah, you know, stays on. I don't remember. I know what an IPA is and like what the history of that is, and I keep looking up saisons and not remembering what it is that makes a beer a saison, a saison. It makes them a remnant, delicious in there. That's what happens. Um. Yeah. Well, did you guys play board games at the party? Did you watch television at the party? No, there was just uh, a lot of drinking of beers and drinking of uh, alcohols and talking. It was uh, like a Renaissance festival slash improv comedy kind of crowd. So everybody was kind of performing for everybody else. Trying, oh, good. Trying to be as funny as possible. There were a couple of people who were kind of annoying. They like flamboyant acting guy who's just talking to you and... Oh, yes, your offhanded comment. Well, let me make a super douchey observation about it, because it's catchy. It's like, stop. So imagine that every time I say anything, I'm flourishing my wrists. And, uh, yeah. It's like, those people get old awfully quick. But fortunately, most of them are just like, I am a comedian by trade, so I'm a really funny person, so... I'm just mm-hmm. going to be funny all the time. So yeah, I think that I think that a lot of that gets weeded out of people as they age, and then only remains in those who can actually sort of get away with it and still not be a pariah. Yeah. So what you been doing? Uh, well, I've been uh, I've been being told by CD Moyer in uh, thing here in thing here that I have to uh, get out of this script. Uh, Sorry about that. Uh, I got distracted. Uh, it's been a big day. We've been working. We've been we've been working on this item of the month, and then on the super secret, crazy hell freezing over thing that's rolling out tonight. Oh my god! Yeah, tonight. Um, cool. Yeah. So I uh, worked. I went to I went to my mom's this weekend. Uh, it was her birthday last week. I fucked around. and I forgot to call my mom on her actual birthday. I called her the day before her birthday, and then I thought. Oh, okay. Her birthday's in like a couple days, and I've already got plans. It's like, here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna come down. We're gonna go to dinner. We're gonna do some stuff. Uh, and then the the day of her birthday, I just you know got up and did my normal shit. Went to work. Came home. Then woke up the next day. Had a Thanksgiving dinner that couldn't be beat, and thought, fuck. 
Yeah. Sorry, mom. Um, so I went, I went down to mom's and we went to dinner and I uh, bought and installed a new mailbox uh, for my mom uh, because her mailbox was attended to by bat wielding vandals. Right. Yeah. Um, and that, uh, actually really sucked. The, the, the thing on which my mom's mailbox was mounted, um, it was like not a thing I think that was designed to have a mailbox on it. It was like a decorative pole, you know, it had some little like, I don't know what you call those things that are like the metalwork equivalent of filigree. Huh. You know, just like a flat strip of metal that's been bent into curly cues. Sure. So it's got some of those on it. But then the thing that actually held the uh, the mailbox onto this pole was what looked like a like a big, uh, large scale like gate hinge, kind of. You know, a hinge that was maybe like the pin was like three inches wide and the plates were a foot long. And that was on there with a whole bunch of L, like big uh, steel angle brackets bolted in at various points. Uh, And then that had a thing welded onto it that was like a little spider looking thing with four flanges that spread out for to uh, put onto the bottom sort of hollow of a mailbox and bolt in from the sides. Hmm. Uh, And then, yeah, so that sucks. I had to take out one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight rusted ass bolts to to get rid of the old mailbox. And then the new mailbox was like just a normal fucking mailbox, like you'd put on a piece of wood. Right. You know? Uh, and so I had to like drill holes into it to mount it onto this crazy ass assembly. Yeah, it was it was a mess. It was a mess. Was it not worth getting rid of that post completely? Mm, I don't think so. I mean, it, it, you know, it wouldn't have been terrible, but I tend to think of that as a thing that requires you to put a cement plug in hmm. to, to keep it. No, they have them place. now that you're not supposed to have to. Oh, really? Yeah. You just, How does that work? A, what, what, what holds them up? There's a big metal bracket that on the top of it is square, so the post fits into it, and then it just has a big... You know, like a two-foot-long spike on it or something. Not a two-foot-long mm. spike, but, a, you know, a decently long spike that you then drive into the ground and then you screw the post in to okay. that. And it's supposed to supposed to do... You would think that, barring somebody being an asshole with your mailbox, that that's not something you really need to have mounted in concrete. Well, um, I mean, the problem is that it just sits there and it rains and, if it, you know... It doesn't freeze where you at, though. No, I, I suppose that's true. I suppose that's true. But I don't know. I mean, I remember in, like, specifically in Prescott having to replace a mailbox at two places that I lived because they fell over. Uh-huh. You know, the, the 30-year-old mailbox finally just fell over because it was just a 4x4 four four hammered into the ground. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, and I was always, I always welcomed an opportunity to, uh, to like, uh, mix some cement. I just mixed yeah. in cement for the first time. Oh yeah, putting in a replacement window in the basement. Mm. The the hole, the rough end for the window was the wrong height for modern windows. It was too small, so I just kind of chiseled away the concrete around it, and then put the window in, and then had to put some concrete back in on top of it. 
Mm. How's your basement doing? It is... It's looking good. You should come up. We should do the thing that we did two years ago. Yeah? You should come up to my place and bring your girlfriend this time, and then we should go to Columbus. Yeah, I was actually considering that. Uh, talking about doing another road trip. I... Uh, what with hot stuff moving to Chicago, he was telling me about the apartment that they found and all the cool bars and restaurants around it and how excited he was about it. And I was thinking, like, I, I, while I don't like flying anywhere, I think that I can get away with just steadfastly refusing to fly into Chicago. Uh-huh. Like, because it is both a place that is renowned for its windiness, uh, which is not a thing that I enjoy when I'm on an airplane. And also, uh, it is a place where I have never successfully left on time on an airplane. Yeah, that airport is that. For sure. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, but yeah, yeah, I was thinking about uh, I was thinking about trying to do that. I don't know when is Columbus this year. It is end of October, I think. Oh, okay. Facebook, take me away. That's not so bad. Uh, the only the only reservation I have about doing a, a big road trip then is that a lot of the places I want to go are probably going to be covered in snow. Hmm. November I mean? November second this year. Okay. So pretty early on, our first snow is usually not till Thanksgiving, and this past year wasn't until after Christmas. Mm. There was a lot of snow when I came to visit you at the last Columbus. I guess that was a couple weeks before Columbus. Yeah, you were right at the changing of the season. That was really weird. Like, you showed up, we had that one day that we were hanging out outside, and then just had a giant snow right after that. Yeah, that was awesome. And I decided, ah, snow. I like walking in this. So I walked like a mile to that coffee shop and was nearly froze. Yeah, well, you shouldn't have done it wearing, like, your shorts and sandals. This is a different climate, sister. Yeah, okay. I guess that's true. Did I have a beard then? Did I get that thing where I had icicles on my beard? You had a beard. I didn't notice if you had beard sickles. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I, I did something that was kind of a joke, and I've been holding on to it for an extra few days just to see how I and everybody else feels about it. But I went from I went from my typical like chin strap plus mustache to just the chin strap. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it looks a little weird. It, like, changes the whole landscape of my face in a way that I'm not sure I'm comfortable with. Huh. It looks less weird when I don't have these glasses on, but, like, modern glasses with that hair and face hair style is a little strange. How, uh, how thin is your chin strap? Um, I mean, it's not... It's, like, the normal thing that I have when I have a beard. Okay, so you didn't, like, shave it down to a tiny 90s-esque line? Right. No, 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 no. It's like it's like the whole, like if you sort of like, the bottom of the beard is where your neck creases. Like if you had a full beard but didn't want a neck beard, right? You know, like you don't want it to feel gross when you're sweaty. And then uh, so it just goes like say down straight from my sideburns until my bottom, the bottom of my bottom lip, and then a straight line across. Uh-huh. So yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know how to feel about it. Might hang on to it for a while. Yeah, I like feeling happens. the breeze on my upper lip, but still being able to thoughtfully stroke my beard. Yeah, I don't know what I would do if I went without my goatee. You you, you consider yours a goatee? I thought it was a soul patch. A soul patch like is when it's just under your lip. 
Like, mm. MC Frontalot has a soul patch. Okay. I have a, a goatee. I've heard What's it, it called when he does that little tuft of hair on his forehead? Uh, that's called a cabbage patch. Oh, okay. And that's why you do the dance. To fertilize it. I've also seen that a goatee, though, is, is supposed to be a, like, the full mustache and down into the little chin thing. Yeah, that's what I've always thought. But, so, I don't know what to call mine. It's a tuft of hair on my chin that makes it look like I have a chin. So, uh, it, it, this Wikipedia claims that Abraham Lincoln shaved his beard into a goatee at times, which is the, the whole thing around the face without the, uh, without the mustache. Huh. Nope. Ah, what are you, some kind of beatnik? It says this is popular with the beatniks. Are you a beatnik? Yeah, I see a nick. I'm going to beat it. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, man. I got to stop. Uh, I got to stop paying attention to the further developments in dev while we're doing this. Um, so, yeah, I, ca- uh, I, I set up I uh, set up a Roku. I had got my mom a Roku for Christmas, and she never got around mm. to setting it up. So I set it up for her. That is a pretty amazing little device, actually. I am tempted to get that and not renew my Xbox Live. Oh, yeah? Yep. So especially if you're saying you've you've dealt with one and you like it. Uh yeah yeah uh it's uh, so I was I was considering uh, getting that do you do you happen to know uh, with Hulu Plus can you watch the Daily Show? I thought you could just watch episodes of the Daily Show on Comedy Central's uh, internet. Okay, oh, on their internet on their website okay. Comedy Central's oh, website yeah. Yeah, they're on okay. the internet. I don't know. I Because I, I, I thought that Hulu Plus was a thing that would let you watch The Daily Show and The Colbert Report, and I was thinking, you know, eight bucks a month. I would pay eight bucks a month for that. They've for got, just that. So they have the episodes up, but see, the bullshit of Hulu Plus is that a decent chunk of the stuff that they have full episodes of that you can watch online with Hulu Plus won't let you watch it on anything but a computer. Like an Xbox or a Roku, it would just say this is only available via our website. Huh. The, and it um, tends to be I any think show a Ro- that Roku you gets around that. You, like, definitely one of the options on the Roku was Hulu Plus. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I mean, you, you set can, it up and you then. You can get you, Hulu Plus uh, on there, but it'll say, you know, you're signed into Hulu Plus, here are all the shows you can watch, and you click on to say. Oh, and it'll say specific shows won't let you yeah. do it if, there's, if the thing has a HD out. I see. Well, maybe I won't mess with that. But anyway, I mean, I already have Netflix right. and uh, I already have Amazon Prime, so I get all that streaming stuff. Right. Um, it was real easy to set up, and uh, it also had. Uh, I, I set up a Pandora account for my mom and showed her how to use Pandora. So she enjoyed that. She did. She did an REM station, is what she decided. Shouldn't do like a Red Hot Chili Peppers station. Uh, no. I, I bet there are some Red Hot Chili Peppers songs that my mom likes. My mom, my mom likes a pretty song. Uh-huh. And I know sometimes she feels like her only friend is the city she lives in, the City of Angels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet she likes that song. You know, I bet she likes any of the down-tempo Red Hot Chili Peppers mm-hmm. songs. Because there are two Red Hot Chili Peppers songs, right? There's Under the Bridge and Give It Away. Yep. They just change the lyrics. Yeah, every once in a while there's one that sort of goes in between them. And Give It Away, Under the Bridge. Yeah. And then, you know, every once in a while, they have a moment in a song that is just fucking sublime. And it's, you know, a sublime song. 
<laughs> and and I think all of those moments are one hundred percent attributable to Flea. Huh. So like the bass is always the pretty thing. Sometimes I just the the one particular part of the one particular Red Hot Chili Pepper song that I'm thinking of, and I don't even know I don't even know uh, what song it is, but it's the one where it starts out with just sort of a like dun 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 like just a flat like note over and over again on the bassline while there's a bunch of other stuff going on, and it does that thing that songs do a lot of the time where the beginning drum line slowly transitions into a different time signature uh-huh. over the course of the intro like it's like it's blending a different song in but it's really not right. but then the bass continues that it just switches into this do 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 that one that song yeah that is that is just a fucking amazing beginning of a song and you know and then it turns into a fucking red hot chili pepper song but like that is that's one of those things. That's one of those little pieces of music that just feels like it's always been there. Uh-huh. I don't know why. I don't know why that just like that just like seems like such a great like just fundamental thing to me. But uh, yeah, oh, it's weird. Well, it's the same. Like several Linkin Park songs start with a really interesting drum line, and then a really interesting couple of guitars doing stuff, and then even some scratching that doesn't seem stupid and out of place. And it builds to this interesting thing, and it's grabbing your emotions and you're readying you for something to break out. And then the dude starts singing and fucks it all up. Yeah, I can never really tell what to think about Linkin Park. Like, I feel like it's a thing where I will occasionally hear somebody that I trust their opinion in music talking about Linkin Park in a way that's not making fun of them. I think that they're, they're good musicians, but, you know, like, he's a terrible lyricist, and I can't stand his singing voice. So... Well, I think it's two guys. There's, like, one rapper and one singer. Uh, I thought that was the same dude. No, it's two guys. Uh, so the singer. And, <laughs> Fuck that guy. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I don't like the rapper. The singing, I mean, it's like it's like that angsty rap rock stuff, right? I mean, it's like, I think in the end, like, I like that song. Really? Yeah, okay. I do. I mean, it's yeah. like it's just an entirely passable song. It's not like I'm gonna. It's not like I'm gonna make it my ringtone or have them play it at my wedding. That's the one like, that it. I don't really tune out of that until it hits the chorus, huh. and it is that guy's voice. It just sounds so whiny. There's one song I heard of theirs that he doesn't like kick into that like nasal overdrive where he's just singing like a person for the whole song and that I was like wow that's really cool I could listen to a whole Linkin Park album if it was like that Mm. I uh, mean I also you know you can't really trust me with stuff like this because I also like that really overplayed Evanescence song well I, uh, I I trust your opinion even though you're not a perfect person and uh you never meant to do those things to me are you making fun of me because I also don't think that that Boobastank song is really terrible? Yeah. Whatever. I mean, (laughs) like, it is is a serviceable ballad, right? I mean, like, like, there are a lot of songs that we like that are, we think are good songs that have kind of dumb lyrics, you know? Sure. Yeah, I don't know. What are you going to do? What were we talking about to begin with, though? <laughs> the Red Hot Chili Peppers? We were talking about Here's... your mom and her Roku box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, mm, my mom's box, huh? So you're saying uh, Roku box? Possibly a thing? Because my 
the Xbox is used almost entirely for watching media, and even on the rare occasion that I put a game in it, I'm just never, ever going to play a video game online against people or with people. Yeah, so the it only seems thing... dumb to keep renewing that when I could just do Prime, Amazon Prime instead. Yeah, it's just that uh, I don't know without a lot without a an active Xbox Live membership if you can get any of the games that only come out on Xbox Live Arcade. Like that's the only reason I have it. I it's, never play anything multiplayer. It seems like they would be fucking themselves in the ass if yeah. they're like, "You have to give us money before you can give us money." Yeah, I mean, but I just that don't doesn't know. mean that it, that's not the case. It just seems like it would be a weird thing to do. Yeah, I mean, I think that I couldn't use it. I couldn't go buy any of that stuff when my account went inactive from the credit card expiring. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I actually ordered a Roku because I've been wanting for a really long time to be able to watch movies, to be able to watch Netflix streaming on my television upstairs. And there's no console attached to it. And it doesn't, it has like no good way of attaching a laptop to it. Even though, ironically, it's the television that we bought to attach the laptop to. It's just if you have that selected as the input, it disables all the sound. Yeah, and it predates HDMI, barely, right? Yeah, it does. Um, so, yeah, this thing... I mean, the quality of Netflix streaming doesn't really overpower a composite, you know, just to keep no. the yellow, red, and white stuff anyway. And I know there's a free input of that on there. And, you know, maybe the wireless will even work. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, it's like I just we keep watching stuff on the iPad, and I think, man, Scully is right. This is kind of bullshit. <laughs> How do you prop it up? Like, what do you put it on? Well, I guess now, so the new iPads come with that stand, or don't come, uh, but they have the, that cool stand that you can buy. The cover that folds over it into yeah. a little triangle that doesn't actually work to set it like on your body. It won't oh, sure. hold it up on a soft surface. But I'll, like, whenever we're watching something on the laptop, it's always on a table and we're looking sideways at it. Oh, I see. I don't like doing that at all. I have to be laying on my back. Yeah. Because um, otherwise I'm, like, craning my head up over a lady or it's just, yeah, I don't know. I can't stand watching stuff sideways. So, I mean, what I do is I just sit against the wall and prop my legs up and balance the, like, under my dick but above my thighs is where the iPad goes. Uh-huh. Under my neck, um, but above my thighs. I and I would much rather just lay there and watch it on a television that was across the room with sound and stuff. It's not like a comic book, Mr. Scullet. It's not like yeah, yeah. a thing where the iPad is perfect. Look, I'm going to end up with one. Yeah. Eventually. As soon yeah. as... That, that one I was bringing up, not to make fun of you, but just because there are a lot of objections that I agree with. <laughs> right. Yeah. Although... It's the Roku box or it's a Blu-ray player. And I may end up with a Blu-ray player because it will be able to have to do the Netflix, Pandora, possibly Amazon Prime if there's one out there. But most of them, so they'll do all of the like media streaming things and then, you know, should I ever have a Blu-ray or two, I could watch them. That yeah, like I guess thing. that's true. I, and, uh, I just almost feel like drive. I don't need a Blu-ray. I mean, I guess I technically have a Blu-ray player because I have a PS3, but right. I don't I don't know that I really plan on buying on I don't know that I plan on buying physical media for any movie that isn't already out. Uh-huh. Like uh, every movie that I've bought in the last 10 years has been like a movie from the 80s or the 90s. Hmm. You know, and 
I mean, I guess that's not entirely true. Twelve. No, Twelve Monkeys is from like, what was that's I thinking of? Old movie. Yeah. I guess did Fight Club come out in the nineties? Yep. Man, we're old. How do we get so damn old? Every movie you ever loved came out yeah. in the nineties. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I just I don't. I never like movies was never one of those things. Movies were never one of those things that I accumulated a lot of. Huh. You know, I have maybe a dozen VHS tapes uh-huh. that where I actually bought a movie over that time. And I mean, I, I probably at this point I have 50 DVDs of movies and television shows I'll buy, but that's, I don't know. Does it, that's it doesn't seem like it would make any sense to release a television show that was not in HD on a Blu-ray. Uh-huh. And I mean, most of the television shows that I own, I could watch on a streaming service now, and it would be more convenient to do so. Oh yeah, than to actually mess with the discs. Because Buffy on Netflix yet? Yeah, it is. Is Angel on Netflix? I think they both are. They on Netflix they all start with a kind of irritating previously on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, or you know Angel the Vampire Slayer of other things. And there's a good, like, five minutes of shit that you just saw. Huh. Which is weird, because surely they know when you're watching a series on Netflix, you're watching at least a couple of them at a time. Yeah. But, yeah, whatever. I mean, if it was fun... Like, when Arrested Development does that, it's funny. Yeah. You know, they'll put different stuff. (laughs) They frequently do just, like... Like, the next week and the previously on are entirely jokes, though, right? Uh, sometimes. Like stuff that wasn't on last week's and isn't going to be on next week's. Yeah, I mean, it's not exclusively that. It's not. I mean, sometimes the particular things that they draw attention to are things that they want you to remember so that you will get a subtle joke later. Mm. Um, or them showing a particular scene is funny because of something that happened. Yeah. Or whatever. I mean, you know, like a scene. It's funny because of what happens in it. Yeah. Like how how a show works and as far as our like media consumption uh, we'll buy um, maybe three or four DVDs a year maybe not as many as now that we have all the Harry Potters and but like all of the Marvel superhero movies last year we bought we bought the Muppets movie when it came out and so like if we had a Blu-ray player we would buy like the DVDs that we would buy we would just spend the extra like five bucks that it is now to get an HD one. I certainly wouldn't go around rebuying anything in my library already. Because I'm not going to be that kind of chump. But going forward, you know, if I go to Redbox and I can rent a, a Blu-ray for a buck fifty or a regular one for a buck, I'll pay the extra fifty cents. Yeah. Fifty the person cents. Who stole, uh, the person who stole the company uh, MasterCard tried to rent a Blu-ray. Tried to rent a Redbox movie. <laughs> Sorry about that's that. Where, that's where they got him. They caught him red-handed at the red box. They did. They caught him red boxed. So that's where, a, like, so if you're a woman a and you're trying to steal something by inserting it into your vagina and walking out of the store, and it's sharp. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Sorry. Or it's that time of the month. Hey, am I right? That time of the month where the inside of your vagina is sharp. Yeah, where where there's like bills to pay, and so you can't afford to buy. You know this this uh, tin of blueberries, T- tin of blueberries. That's that's what you're stealing is blueberries, and uh, what blueberries come in is a tin. 
I thought you were saying that it's that time of the month where you're too broke to afford the pumice stone to sand down the teeth inside your vagina so it's sharp in there. Oh, but I see. Okay. Clearly, we're going in different directions on this bit. You, you don't think you just use, like, an emery dildo? <laughs> you use an Emerson Lakin dildo. So, uh, on Friday, I'm going to go into a seventh grade class and talk about podcasting. Oh, yeah? <laughs> with, uh... With vaginal blood fart and uh, salsa shark of apropos of nothing. And it's salsa's wife's class, so that's why we're going in there. But she told us in no uncertain terms, like, don't bring any audio of your podcast. And probably don't even mention them by name. But, you know, we can still talk about how to make one. I would warned her that I don't really fucking know how to make one. Mm-hmm. But she said, you know, just come in and talk about what you do. Like, okay, we talk about our weekend and how how shit is going and i mean and we talk about how we're gonna go and speak to a seventh grade class about how to podcast oh yeah and then it's just gonna go through the rabbit hole man through the rabbit hole and uh every once in a while we 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 talk about an emery dildo used to sharpen down vagina dentata so so as not to give away your shoplifting via a trickle of blood right vagina (sighs) dentata Well, they check for that, right? They check for that in kosher stores to make sure that you're not uh, shopping for groceries while you are unclean. Right, because if you touched anything, they they don't have to burn the entire store down. Yeah, it really sucks. You have to go to the red tent behind the shop. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think think, uh, Jewish women are allowed to rent from Redbox while they are unclean? Yeah, they have a Redbox in their red tent. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! Anybody else we can offend? What are you? Are you going to teach the kids how to be funny? I. What could I teach a seven-year-old, a seven-year-old, a seventh grader who is seven years old about being funny? Because he's so smart already. Yeah, I could say boobs a couple of times, and people would probably. Oh, that would that would be pretty funny. I'd say this is the height of hilarity. Mm-hmm. Quiet, quiet. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be a little weird because, like, I always would have thought that if you were going to do a podcast or any sort of, like, a thing where you are creating entertainment that is ostensibly made for the consumption of even a handful of other people, that you would do any preparation. Right. You know, so if they say, what do you do to get ready for it? Uh, you're all going to just tell them, nothing. Nothing, kids. Here's the secret to life. You're either naturally good at something or you're not. And if you're not, no amount of preparation is going to make it anything other than total bullshit and you should just kill yourself. Uh, Or you should just keep trying things and if you're not good at it, then move on to the next thing and eventually you'll find the thing that you're just good at without even trying. And frequently it's oral sex. Yeah, receiving oral sex. Right. I, you know, I can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not because I feel like that was pretty much my approach. To life. That was my approach, and it kind of sucks. Like, I wish that I would have put more effort into the guitar instead of playing until I got as good as I figured while well, I'm ever going to be and quit. I wish I would have kept playing the piano. You know? I wish I would have kept, like, learning to program a computer instead of going, oh, I got an error. I must, that must not be my gift. You know, huh. like learning that the like the guy who is really good at piano is good at it because he has the willpower to practice for a couple hours a day every day, 
and yeah, not be bothered until, by the until, fact that until he sucks. Ten thousand hours. Ten thousand hours. Until he doesn't suck anymore. Gladwell says. I mean, I I think I don't know that that's that's a weird it's a weird thing to think about, right? Because I definitely have felt the same way about things in my life, and I I definitely felt some guilt about those things. Jesus. Before before I sort of like discovered a calling that I could pursue without, you know, uh, like make a living at, I guess, you know, just be able to do that as the thing that like to be able to do something that I enjoy as a thing that I am good enough at to make some money at. Right. Right. And I don't know that I was ever going to be like, I, I have fun playing the guitar and I have fun playing the piano and I have fun, you know, dicking around with an accordion. And I don't know either I know myself well enough to know that I am never going to practice enough to be anything other than just like a guy who can play the guitar more than somebody who can't play the guitar at all. Uh-huh. You know, I, and I don't, I just don't like, who am I failing by not practicing and getting better at the guitar than I am now? Cause it's like, I could play around a campfire. I can sit and, you know, just dick with a guitar and enjoy personally the sounds that the guitar is making. Right. And, and I don't, you know, I, like, I don't feel like I have a responsibility to be a better musician. I, I, it's a thing that I enjoy and I can do a little thing here and there that people will listen to and be entertained by because I'm already somebody that they know from something else. Right. That said, I mean, there's James Kochalka who is, I would not, I don't think that I am an asshole for saying that James Kochalka is not inherently more talented musically than I am. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, he's just done more of it and he does a lot of it and I really enjoy it and I'm really glad that it exists even though that I recognize it's not a polished thing or a thing that would be met with any mainstream success uh-huh. I mean should I as the uh, people people who spend a lot of time around me are like dude you you make up songs all the time you need to record an album many of your thinking, songs are hilarious no, you know I really don't need to record it I'm like you know, I I could record an album that had 15 25-second songs on it, and I just don't know that the world is a better place with that album in it than without. Enough to merit the, the, the effort. And that is probably, probably just laziness and me copping out. Yeah. I don't know. Part of it is just hanging around, like, the guys who are in Drunk and Disorderly, where everybody picks up an instrument and they all start jamming, and Jess is always saying, like, oh, grab your guitar, man. You know how to play guitar. Uh, but I don't like that. I don't know how to jam. And if, if they tell me what chords to play, then I can play them. But I feel like if I had put more effort into it, I would be able to go, oh, I know where the scale is that for the key that this is in, and I can just play some random notes up here while they're doing their shit, and that would be fun. And like, I think I would have more fun in musical situations if I were better at the guitar. Because right now I'm I'm good enough to sit in a room of people who don't play at all and have them go, oh, that guy can play the guitar. But if mm-hmm. there's anybody else there who plays the guitar, I'm, it's guaranteed that they play it better than I. Well, do you, but I mean, do you think that matters? Like, do, uh, like I feel like that bit. level of self-consciousness is... Th- there is a, There are people who... Uh, maybe there aren't people who... Like, I think you get to... There's this thing where people always like 
beginners overstate their own abilities and people who are actually good at stuff understate their own abilities because you start to learn about all of the things that you don't know and you're very acutely aware of them as opposed to just being a wash in mystery and then suddenly knowing something (laughs) which which seems like a big deal you know i mean i think maybe it's like you do you know enough about music to understand the things that you're not capable of right but like I don't know would those guys be dicks if you i mean yeah so i feel like with people who were jamming i could certainly probably play the bass if i was just playing a single note over and over again and then just like you know bending it up to where they were but <laughs> no but yeah they, they wouldn't I, say i'm definitely about... right there with you like i i do not i feel like I can play the guitar better than somebody who doesn't play it at all, but I can't play the guitar better than anyone else who can play the guitar. You can play it better than me. <laughs> well, I don't think that that's actually true. I think that I know a handful of things that sound more impressive than the things that you play, but I think I, you probably know more chords than I am and can more deftly switch between them. I can play bar chords, it's true, and you can't do that. Yeah, either. and I can't play bar chords. I mean, so it's like... And the the friends that have the, the jams, you know, like kick out the jams... They're not dicks when I sit with my guitar and play a couple of chords, and occasionally when we they play a song that I happen to know, I'll, I can play along, but I just feel like, uh, self-conscious. <clears throat> like, I'm surrounded by people who are younger than I am doing something that I do better than what I do. Sure, but I mean, I bet they can't write as well as you, and... They're not as pretty. Uh, you know. not, a, not a one of them is as goddamn pretty. It's just, you know, it's, it's a trade-off. Like, you... you <laughs> can't be good at everything you can't be good at everything that you're interested in if you are the kind of person that's interested in like a healthy number of things right and there is a natural talent there like there is a fellow who played guitar and then just picked up a mandolin and learned to play it in a day picked up a banjo learned to play that in a day and like anything with strings that fucker can play and Mm. that's just a thing that i don't think you can learn Perhaps. Yeah, you know, I wonder about that sometimes. I mean, I used to, I used to be pretty convinced that like intelligence was just this scale, and there were abilities, abilities that had like, you know, like you could, if you could just see your character sheet, you'd know what you should start pursuing. And I don't know to what extent I, yeah, I, you know, there's got to be some of it there because every time, every time somebody talks about like, oh, it's just practice or it's just different kinds of intelligence, I. I, I am absolutely certain that if I spent the entire rest of my life trying to learn to be a better visual artist, that I would still not be as good a visual artist as Roy was when he was five years old. Right. Because I've seen stuff that he did when he was five years old, and I and just like it is literally beyond anything that I could ever imagine myself producing. Yeah. You know, it just it just shows insights. It shows just an approach to thought that is so foreign to me you know if I spent all those years specifically trying to duplicate something that he made I could probably get pretty good at it but <laughs> especially if, if it was just one one thing yeah if I like if my, oh, I found my calling it's forging this one particular piece of art <laughs> just selling as many copies as I can get away with but yeah, I mean, I you know, I just don't know. Like my my dad claimed to just have no musical ability at all. And from the little that I saw of him trying to trying to pick something up and just the way that the way that he approached it, I I, I think maybe he was right. Huh. 
you know, he could memorize things. Like there were a few things that he knew how to play on the piano, but he would get he would get off by a key and not be able to recover. Uh-huh. Stuff like that, you know, just just because it wasn't like he wasn't really feeling it. He was just doing something that he had learned to do the way that you would remember your lines for a play or or something, right? Yeah, or, there's the muscle memory and then there's that next step. Which Yeah, and I've it's just hit. there's yeah. there there are there are different approaches to it, and I feel like the people who are who seem innately musically talented don't approach it like that. Man, it has been frustrating. The handful of times as an older person that I have tried to learn a new piece of music on the piano, like a piece that's not beyond my ability to play, it it takes so many more repetitions for me to be able to remember something now. Hmm. Like really noticeably compared to when I was a kid. I've almost Nuts. got hallelujah. <laughs> I can play both yeah. hands. Now putting them together is the tricky part. Yeah, I can play both hands of the uh, that Jan Tiersen thing, Compatine something something French something French, but I cannot even begin to put them together. That's the tricky like, thing is at this age where I think I should learn how to program. It is a thing that you can learn that everybody should know how to do a little bit of it. And it does. It just doesn't matter that everybody who does it can do it better than I probably will ever learn how to do it. But I can't get past it. It's like, well, there are already plenty of people who program. Why the fuck do I need to? So that seems like that would be a waste of time. So I'm, I'm looking for something that nobody I know does so that I can learn how to do that. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to brew always, any fucking you, beer. I mean, that's the know? thing. You don't want to... Everybody I know I don't know. I feel beer. like a big, a big part for me of learning how to to sort of exist among other people is is just trying really hard to get over that Mm -hmm. you know just that like it's 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 fine that i am not as good at this as other people and people know that i'm not because like the kind of people who if you're a novice programmer are going to be assholes to you because they're better programmers than you are like not the kind of people that you want to hang out with yeah but it doesn't matter if if anybody's an asshole to me or not. Like, it's just knowing that I'll never program as well as you do is enough. Right, but I mean, uh, like, I mean, I can say the same thing about C.D. Moyer, right? Right. And and anybody who, like, sort of knew... Because, I mean, I that was a thing that I always felt like I wish that I had spent more time learning to program. Because, hmm. like, I dicked around with it here and there, and I did as much of it as was fun, and, and it got me just enough ability to pull this off, right? But then it's like, as soon as I... Like, I get in over my head real fast, and then it's like, all right, it's time to hire somebody who's a better programmer than I am to do these things that I can conceive of but not execute. Mm-hmm. Or if I did execute them, I would have to relearn. Like, they're, like, JavaScript just won't stay in my head, and I'm pretty good at PHP, and that's fine, but every time I need to do anything in JavaScript, I just it's so frustrating trying to, like, relearn the way all the models work that it's just, like, so much easier for me to pay Chris to do it. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. The, that's the trick. Uh, you get to the point where I could learn how to do this, or I could pay somebody to do it, and they will do it better than I could do it, even if I learned how. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's still fun. It's fun. I like drawing, even though I'm not very good at drawing. I, You know, I make stuff that works in its context. I mean, I can't draw like you draw. So, like when I yeah. when I try, it's obvious that that, that it's not you. 
So yeah, I mean, and that, I mean, I feel like that just proves that it's possible to take anything way too seriously. <laughs> right. right? Yeah. I'm uh, hey, how about time. a how about a little breaky poo? All right, and then we can get to some of these questions. All right, we got uh, just about fifteen minutes in there. And we're back. Hey, bro. How was your broke? Uh, the kiddo's still awake, so I went in and said, hey. Oh, yeah? And uh, I was going to get another beer, but I've gotten to where I only drink a single beer during the show. <laughs> I was like, oh, I should grab another beer. Nope, this one's still half full. Mm. I, I'm not drinking any beer. i got too much work to do. I might, uh, I might celebrate with a beer after everything is rolled out and safe. Right on. And then uh, celebrate with a beer for breakfast tomorrow. Right. Make sure it's a suitable breakfast beer, like a, like your Guinnesses or your your Guinnesses, or, or a beer with uh, farm fresh scrambled eggs dropped in it. Yeah, as long as there's eggs added to anything, it's breakfast. Uh, part of preparing lunch today involved me pouring about a half a bottle of vinegar down the drain. Huh? Did, did I wanted to make bad? a I wanted to make a vinegar and oil dressing. Uh, but I wanted it in a container that I could keep in the fridge, and I didn't have a cruet, and so I just poured out half the vinegar and poured oil in. Huh. It was like a $3 bottle of vinegar, so I felt pretty safe in doing that. Huh. Uh, let's get to this question thread. Numbat writes, Why isn't Arbor Day celebrated on real-world Arbor Day? Uh, because I don't believe that Arbor Day is a holiday that merits actual acknowledgement. Yeah, I don't think any of us were keeping track of when real life Arbor Day was going to be, even though it's, I believe it is on the KOL calendar. Yeah, so is everything, though. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know, man. Well, uh, have you ever fun. considered doing a Bigs Dig type of event that limits the amount a player can explore to something like 10 a day? That way you can take a multiple of the daily, weekly, monthly players login. This would allow the event to go on for a few days, take only a few adventures, or maybe make them 10 free explorations, and not keep people in run too far behind people who are able to generate 400 turns a day in Aftercore. Yeah, I mean, there's room in the world for both kinds of events, I think. Sure. I mean, part of the fun of an event is being able to, like, ah, burn through a bunch of uh, stuff that you had that gives you a bunch of turns to be able to participate in the event, you know? And that's fun. Uh, let's see. Erich says, one, introduced a good friend to the game, and he got hooked and loves it. Hearing him laugh out loud to new shitty reads while he asks, who writes this? In a positive way is nice. But he said to me, if I didn't have you to answer my questions, I wouldn't know what the fuck to do and probably would have quit. It's not a positive nor negative statement, but I'm interested. How do you feel about that? Well, I feel like that is... That would be useful feedback with any specifics. I feel like that is a general thing that we're aware of that we're we're addressing through revamping content. Yeah, I mean that's that's certainly true. I mean, I'd uh, like every time <clears throat> every time somebody says something about how the game is super unfriendly to play for newbies, and <clears throat> I'm I'm curious as to what it is that they're talking about at this point because we're getting to most of the glaring things, right? There's still this hermit thing, which, you know, given that you don't need to go to the hermit until level 11, it was really probably just fix that. Right. You know? I mean, we might... We might look again at the hermit status as this iconic thing that we don't want to change. 
Yeah, I mean, we've already pretty much... I feel like we've already all had the conversation where we're okay with the Hermit not being important for right. for the main progression anymore. And I mean, you know, you but don't... The, the game still directs you to build a car. And you have to get... To get to the mysterious island, you have to go to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it definitely does. The car thing, I mean, I don't know what to do about that, right? Because I guess to a new kid, the guild quests don't seem any different than the council quests like you don't know except in your quest log they're designated differently right Right. you don't know what it means for a quest to be required yeah Uh, you know it's rough because like if we want people to not get confused about something if we want people in general to not get confused about something we have to make it trivially simple to figure out because they will not read anything and so explaining it to them doesn't help you know, and I don't know. You know, it, it's 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 just a weird thing to think about. I I would like it, Erich, very 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 much. If you, you know, what would be awesome is if you could convince this kid that you're talking about to just write me a paragraph, telling me what he found confusing about the game. Because all of these arguments that we have about what the game is like for new players are arguments that are being had between us who are so close to this thing that we've been working on for nine years and change and people who are also really close to it from having been playing it for years and ha- and have developed a, you know, a, a position where they care about it and want it to be friendly for new players, but none of us have any idea what it's like yeah. for a new player coming in. And so it's just like the more explicit feedback is from new people about what they find confusing, the better off we are. And I mean, everybody keeps saying, like, nobody can find the hermit, put the hermit back in the tutorial. But when the hermit was in the tutorial, when the hermit was 60% of the tutorial, people still couldn't find the hermit. So that's not a thing. Like, that is not the solution to that. And I know that from data. I know this because science. (laughs) You know, I mean, I think that we just need to get rid of the hermit as a thing. Because I don't understand what it is about it. I mean... People keep suggesting, like, simple things, like, let you look at what the Hermit has without you having a trinket in inventory, which, you know, that seems like the kind of thing we would do. Requiring the permit is maybe a thing. Like, requiring a permit to make him even show up. Is, kind is of that weird. the case? I thought he was there all the time, even when he didn't have a permit. Now. Or not being able to see the stuff that he has without a permit, yeah. I guess. I mean, I think you can't see the stuff that he has without a permit and currency. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I don't know if that would help. Maybe it would. Maybe it would. Maybe I'll try that. Oh, it was nice at this party to uh, meet a couple of KOL players who had been playing for a long, long time and didn't... Like, they knew that Matt, whose house I was at, knew some of the people who were behind Kingdom but didn't know who I was and just in the middle of the party, Salsa goes, Oh, hey, Molly, you should come meet this guy. It's Mr. Skullhead. And this woman and her husband just came running up, super enthusiastic. Their accounts were created in 2004, and they've been playing steadily since. Yeah, that's cool. And, like, it's, really, it's really cool to see people who are still super excited about it and went on to talk strategy with each other about Boris and how excited they were for the next challenge path. Yeah, that's cool. Well, wait till they see it. That'll put a stop to that. I'm excited about the next challenge path. No, I'm excited about the next challenge path, too. It's just, you know, people, like, 
the reaction to Boris has been so much better than I expected that I can't help but think that this one will be disappointing just by virtue of it being different. Hmm. I don't think that there is anything wrong with it. I think that there are going to be a lot of people who are disappointed by it. That's that's what I... Well, that's the only uh, way we know that we're doing our job is if people are disappointed. Yeah, oh, well, that's the only way that we know that we did our job is if people are disappointed in us for not continuing to do our exact same job at exactly the same consistent level of quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, The Proposition, a movie whose script was written by Nick Cave, is too fucking brilliant for words, so you should check it out. That's all. But I don't know anything about that at all. I was really excited when Nick Cave was writing the sequel, like the reboot for The Crow. Because he seemed like a dude who would be able to write some kind of gothic, freaky stuff. I know, uh, like, nothing about Nick Cave. I don't think I've ever heard a Nick Cave song. You, you've you seen um, the first Scream movie, right? Uh, yes. Scream? Yeah. Yeah, it's got Matthew Lillard in it. Of course I've seen it. Oh, of course. The song at the end... The red right hand. Okay, I've heard that song. That's Nick Cave. Yeah, okay. He's kind of like a Tom Waits with a voice that's a little bit easier to parse. Okay. Yeah, can't, uh, I can't get over that hump with Tom Waits. Should start with early Tom Waits where his voice doesn't sound like that yet. Our test one says, can we get a way to link to uh, an in-clan forum from a clan announcement, please? I know you don't want to send two lists for K-mail either, but as a clan leader, it'd be nice if we had a way to specifically send clannies to a spot to talk about something important. Yeah, I think uh, at some point I need to sit down with some clan leaders and talk about what they want that announcement system to be like, because a lot of people complain about it, and I just don't really know. I don't really know what I would do to make it better. Because I just don't ever really... You know, I am not... Our internal tools are not renowned for their scrutability or good interfaces, you know? They're yeah. they're practical. Um, number one, says WVO Quine, I was thinking about video game and movie genres you guys haven't parodied, and there's a pretty obvious one. Sports. What's your take on a sports-themed quest or dungeon? Actually, there aren't many references to sports in the game at all. Little Canadia has hockey, and there's a baseball bat, and a football home, and a volleyball. But those are dubious sports. Or there are dubious sports like darts, billiards, and NASCAR. But that's about it. Do professional sports teams exist in Kingdom? <clears throat> I mean, we just don't know anything about sports. Yeah, there was the whole, like, KWE was supposed to be this huge, ongoing parody of professional wrestling which then it occurred to me that I would have to learn a whole bunch about professional wrestling and care about it. Also, professional wrestling is... Like, it I mean, is not all, that that's like, a, smor- a sport. Y- you can't parody a parody, you know? Yeah. T- to some extent, like, when, when something's hallmark is absurdity, it is hard to, it is hard to hang an absurd drape on it and mm-hmm. call it something different. Although the parody of Scream was pretty tight. The first scary movie. Mm, mm-hmm. Was pretty funny. Yeah. I just, I just wanted to bring everything back to Scream. I mean, I guess Scream was a parody of horror movies, right? It Was it? Yeah. It was I mean, a it was satire a, of, of horror movie tropes. You really should go see say, Cabin that in the Woods. so wanky. It's like, it's, it's like obviously self-aware, and they talk about horror movies in the horror movie, but... Yeah. You, should, you should probably go see Cabin in the Woods also. I did. Oh. Did you enjoy it? We yes. talked about it. We talked yeah. about it. Yeah, we had like a 20-minute discussion of it. You should go see Cabin in the Woods. 
Uh, okay. <laughs> I, guess, I guess I guess I will now. No, I, I did the whole edit thing where I I edited in myself saying how long it was going to be before we were done talking about Cabin in the Woods. Ah, uh, <laughs> you actually like, did that. That's excellent. Yeah. No. Well, because it was important. Like I, that's the thing. It is important that people not get spoiled right. on that. So yeah. I mean, it took like ten minutes. I have. Uh, I brought one of the extra mics home, and so I have a mic. I have a good mic and a and a good uh, sound device at my desktop machine now, so that I could start doing some sound effects stuff for Word Realms without having to like constantly walk back and forth between the studio and the machine where I do the editing. Right. Um, Excellent. So yeah. So sp- sports, like, and another thing. Yeah, I mean, what does it mean if there's some football analog in Kingdom of Loathing? There are sports teams. Like, how does that play out? I mean, I don't know enough about sports video games to be able to make jokes about sports video games. Right. And most of the jokes that I make about sports are about, isn't it, isn't it funny how little I understand about sports? Nyuck, nyuck. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty much what we got. Yeah, the ball man kicked a goal field. Uh, hat trick. Gretzky hat trick. That's what they called me. Number two, you guys took asshole out of the roofie description and didn't go through with the marshmallow fucking a gummy bear joke. Uh, but plenty of adventures have the word piss in them. Uh, yeah. What was the marshmallow fucking a gummy bear joke? Uh, boy, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which swear words are totally fine, which are iffy, and which are complete no-goes? Comment on each of the following. Shit. That's right. No, out. I don't think that I would write shit in anything. Yeah. Uh, piss, definitely. Fuck, no. Cunt, no. Cocksucker, motherfucker, no. Tits. I mean, there's the, the uh, like, jokes about tits in the bird sense are fine ass definitely asshole sparingly I don't know yeah sparingly we tend to use that really sparingly and we'll probably go for jackass instead of asshole yeah or butthole yeah which is just funnier anyway yeah just a better word in general crap definitely poop definitely pee definitely Uh, although pee also sparingly I guess you don't want to talk about pee we tend to work our way around that and do things like the you're in trouble yeah, kind of I mean, I think I did. I, I, well, I can't even say what I did. I think I used the word "p" in a in an item description, but it was very. I mean, it was very context appropriate. Dick. Yeah, only, I would say don't be a dick. Yeah, only in the context of not anatomy. Uh, vag. No, like that's like a thing that I just wouldn't talk about yeah. in anything. Pussy sparingly referring to people. Yeah. Balls, referring no. to courage. You'd always say crotch. Yeah, we would say like you should have the balls to do this, probably. Yeah, it's you know like yeah that guy must have steel balls. Uh, balls is in wherewithal, you know, like like you have when you're a man. Yeah. The noise. Uh, bugger, just that's not a word that we would use, right? Because that's English. Uh, Jesus and Christ. Yeah, we I would use those occasionally, usually as an utterance. Of somebody that we're writing, I would I would probably because of my upbringing and I know how grating that is on people who are religious, so I I would avoid it myself. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder. Let me check. I wonder if we have used uh, a name description from items where description like percent Christ percent. Uh, let's see, a thing about a Christian policeman, and something about Christmassy, and something about a Christmas party. So, no Christs in item descriptions. 
What about Jesus? Sweet, merciful Jesus. This is the strongest smelling something you've ever encountered. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, if, it's weird that we we won't say like Jesus Christ. That's weird, but the weird regional colloquial like Christ on a sidecar, which is uh-huh. super blasphemous, but also kind of funny. I would probably. So, use. if Jesus built a hot rod, could he install tires so durable that even he couldn't pop them? But that's more uh, of a play on the band Jesus Built My Hot Rod. Well, the song by Ministry. Oh, right. The band is Jesus Christ, their supercar. <laughs> yeah. uh, damn and Goddamn are both totally acceptable. Yeah, Goddamn maybe somewhat less so. Uh, yeah. To me. Um, yeah, I mean, okay, I guess sparingly. Clusterfuck, no. I would not. Like, I love that word, but I would definitely not put it in anything. But is definitely okay. Fart, I think I would generally try to avoid. Just because we like to think we're classier in our comedy than that. Uh, now, shart, on the other hand, yeah. everywhere. Douche, not... Douche is hard to avoid because it's such a perfect word for a certain type of person. Yeah. So, like, don't I... be a douche has just become a thing. Uh, come only only in the sense of this is a bakery cum alchemy lab, right? Right, bakery cum alchemy lab where you you uh, turn jizz into gold, alchemical rituals on semen to make it into frosting, uh, which is to say, spread it on a cake. Right. <laughs> I'm never yeah. I should <laughs> never have hired you for my wedding. Uh, jizz is no, definitely no, bitch. Ah. There's one in the Sorceress that's a quote from Army of Darkness. Mm-hmm. For most of them, I would be really leery of referring to an, a woman as a bitch. Probably like a make you his bitch, I think would be fine. Sure. A quit bitching and do something. Yeah. Right. Like, it, it's it's critical to immediately make someone your bitch. Like, yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, stop bitching about it and get a move on. Yeah. Uh, bastard, I... I think I can use with impunity. Yeah. Slut. Slut just I have a feeling really come up. Yeah. I mean, what? Like, when would we ever? There's no item descriptions with slut in it. Uh, bastard has four. There's four items with bastard. I mean, th- not the that crazy this is bastard. all of the writing, but it's pretty representative. Yeah. Like we have the the bastard sword, you know. Yeah. That you get from a bastard, so I think that's probably okay. Slut and hoe, which is like hoe we would use, we use I think once. Quiff and quim, I don't know what those mean. Right, or frig. Frig is like friggin', right? Yeah. I would I use friggin' all the time when fucking would be lexically appropriate. Yeah, when I'm doing a, like a Pulp Fiction or some other swear-intensive pastiche, friggin' is invaluable. Yeah. Turd is a funny word, but it, you know we just try not to talk about that shit too much. Oh, uh, yeah. And what else? Boner. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think so. Knob. <laughs> prick. Only in the sense of don't be a prick. Jack off and jerk off. I don't think I would ever use. I would say, if I was going to say don't be a jagoff, I would use the J-A-G formulation. Okay. Uh, schlong also just wouldn't come up. Hard on wouldn't come up. Uh-huh. Again, dildo is a really funny word. Right. Um, 
Chode, yeah, I think Chode. I would probably say is okay, just because right. it's of it's of indeterminate meaning. I think. And if it were only an official Scrabble word, I would have gotten hundreds of points on Words with Friends the other day. Oh yeah, I laid the whole thing out and like, what the fuck do you mean? Chode isn't a word. It's the end of my show. Call me Chunny. Twat, no, poon, no, fatty, sparingly. Yeah. Uh, Takani says, do you guys ever tour the KOL Symmetry Forums, as in untitled-1.gfrm? I have no idea what any of those words mean. So, yes. Wax says, hey, Jake, I heard you say on the Thursday show that you wouldn't be doing a world event for at least a month. I'm smart enough to know that this doesn't mean, hey, there's a world event in a month, but I have some concerns. One, a lot of effort goes into this amazing content. This amazing content is limited time only, however, and takes away from time that could be spent developing permanent content. If you choose to do a world event, is it possible to do so alongside a permanent update, e.g. Valhalla Invasion and subsequent revamp, but have the main focus be on the permanent update? The Bone Star was hilarious, but I can't go there anymore, and some of the invasion content only lasted a day. I mean, I think it is important to have both kinds of things. Um, this particular thing that I have in mind is centered around a subtle uh, but permanent change. But, I mean, the skeleton invasion was also a world event to justify changing town around, you know? Right. Uh, so that did work that way. And the Bone Star thing was just like a culmination of that. And I mean, the the stu- it's the arts on the wiki, the monsters are puttied. You know, I mean, it stuff does have lasting repercussions both in game and out when it happens. And, and it's like yeah, I mean, I get why you don't like it if you miss them, but it's also exciting to be there for them, you know? And it's also developing content that we know is only going to be around for a few days makes it so we don't have to spend so much time making sure that it doesn't interact in fucky ways with everything else in the game or is going to break ascension or whatever you know yeah. like it's 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 really liberating to be able to do something that just doesn't matter in in the context of the constraints that we're normally bound by uh, and two, I know you hate ruining surprises. I'm the CEO of Wild Assumptions Incorporated, but I'd really appreciate, say, a week's warning that there's going to be a world event going on before they begin. It kind of sucked being on day two of an ascension when Biggs Dig rolled out. As somebody who doesn't take ascending as serious business, I couldn't generate 400 turns and solo the Hobopolis bosses like some people do. I mean, that's the problem, though, is that it, announcing it a week ahead of time does two things. A, it ruins the surprise, and B, it takes every bit of the fucking wind out of our sails when people then have a week to go on these wild flights of fancy speculating all of the stuff that we're going to do and invariably somebody would say no way would they be dumb and lame enough to do something as stupid as xyz when xyz is exactly what we're planning and it's just like like it sucks so bad to do that and it just it the idea of announcing a surprise a week ahead of time so that it will fit in with people's real serious business of of you know the job that they've turned my game into it just i don't know man it's it makes my soul bleed yeah, yeah, yeah. and then i get caught trying to shoplift by stuffing things into my soul uh number three is corman the hermit no 
Four, you mentioned earlier how you like doing live shows more than pre-recording them. With that in mind, pre- please refresh the question thread every now and then to catch the amazing live commentary. I think you're confusing what I have said with the opposite of what I have said. All right. Uh, five, once rollover hits, can you tell us about the new item of the month? Sounds like a lot of effort went into it. Uh, you know, the, this item of the month was not... Uh, not that much effort. The other thing has been a lot of effort for longer. Um, and also, this show uh, doesn't overlap with rollover, so no. Uh, ah. w- once rollover is over and you log back on, Mr. Store can tell you about the new item of the month. <laughs> Dear Jake, says Phil Master Plus, one, you keep telling us you want to nuke the Naughty Sorcerer's Tower from orbit. Does this mean that our telescopes will become functionally useless? No. Uh, two, how was the current combat system created? Was it partially based on D&D, GURPS, or Fallout's special thing? Um, it, it came from some like early phone conversations that I had with Doc Galactic where we were just sort of like talking about the math in various RPG systems that we were familiar with. Um, and, and then, you know, a lot of inertia and subtle tweaks. Uh, Zenosa says, I remember there being talk a few weeks back of making one or more special permeable skills available from Boris. Is there any more thought being put into that? A little late at this point. I still want request sandwich. Yeah. That works half of the time. Okay. Also, how's development of the next challenge path coming along? Uh, we made some progress and then got hung up working on the stuff that's rolling out today, but I'm I'm still pretty confident that we're not going to be in like Super Captain Crunch mode. Yeah. Where I have to keep blowing a whistle at 2600 hertz to get people to work harder. Okay. My, um, my productive days are coming up. But Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday tend to be the days I can get the most work done. So. Right. Yeah, um, my plan is tomorrow to make sure that there is a framework in place for work to get done on the next challenge path and then probably to kind of relax some. Because mm. today's, today's going on two days. Uh, hey guys, says the dog delusion. I've been spending some quality time in the clan basement lately and I've been enjoying it lots. This boss is already being fought by someone message prompted a thought though. Is it possible slash reasonable slash interesting to have a boss that must be fought by more than one person at a time? Like an octopus that if fought by fewer than than one person per tentacle would get devastating extra attacks each round? Hodgman is already a bit of a slow-mo version of this and that defeating the other hobo bosses makes him easier. But what do you think? Neat? Crazy? Requires a rewrite of the whole game? No, stuff like you're talking about um, where things that happen it, it it's a little weird because combat is not real time right you're making things happen by performing actions and it would get a little fit like we definitely had the idea where it's like oh no uh, it, it tells you in a round of combat oh no a big tentacle sprung up behind you and then after that happens it sets a flag that puts a big tentacle on the map that then somebody has to fight and defeat before you take your next action right or that tentacle hits you and i mean that's that is interesting in theory, but I think that it would be kind of annoying to actually deal with uh, in play, and I'd rather I'd rather find a better way of doing it. <sighs> Times like that make me wish things like that make me wish that and as we've worked on other stuff, we've definitely been more cognizant of this. Um I wish that there was like a scripting language that we had written all of the player attack skills in so that we could use them in a different context rather than them being totally wrapped up in this extremely complicated fight script. Right. You know, there's not like, I mean, so we'd be able to do a thing where it's like, 
And like, oh no, there's a glacier in Seaside Town. How much hot damage can you do to it? Instead of like having to have that be like some kind of fakey ass fight that's not really a fight, you know, to make a monster that represents it and do record keeping. If there was just like a way of us knowing like, well, okay, these are the skills that you have. Why don't you try one in this choice adventure? You know, as opposed to it being a thing that was just hard coded into into the fight script. But it's it is past the point where the fight script could be sanely rewritten from the ground up. Right. And so, you know, we just we just work within the structures that we've got and we learn from our mistakes and maybe some other game someday will be more flexible. Um, first, the image box with the level name for the Naughty Sorceress Tower level 2 is blurry. I usually forget by the time I make it up the tower, but hey, I remember this time. The image box with the level name for the Naughty Sorceress Tower level 2. Hmm. Is that one of those things where maybe it is like not the right size? The image might not be the right size? I think that might be a thing. Tower level two. Let's let's yank that thing out of there and see. All right, I forgot with Chrome you can no longer drag images out into my paint program. <laughs> uh, two hundred by a hundred. Um, so yeah, unless I accidentally screwed up the what's it, the actual link to it. Um, I feel like that's come up before and that we've fixed it. Oh. Uh, this is from Skelly Angel, by the way. Second, I love skills, and I even love the skills I never use. Any new skills in the work? I wouldn't cry if you put lunge smack on the roster. Forrest loved lunging at things, and he also loved smacking things. Uh, third, thanks for the spoiler warning on the radio show where you discussed Cabin in the Woods. That was wonderfully considerate. Oh, well, thank you for pointing out that you actually appreciated it and that it wasn't a waste of effort. Right on. Um, let's see. Madzor Panza says, I've been thinking a lot about the nature of difficulty lately. One, what would you consider to be the nature of difficulty in contemporary game development? Two, do you guys believe that you have or are developing a difficult game? I would advise Hot Dog this, but I really want to hear number two. Uh, and then somebody later made a plop post as a joke. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I don't want KOL to be a difficult game. I want it to be something that could be approached very casually, and I think it is something that can be approached very casually as long as you don't mind not accomplishing certain things. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've struggled with this over time, right? I mean, it's gone from, like, goofy puzzles to less goofy puzzles to some goofy puzzles that now stand out like so many sore goofy puzzle thumbs. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to the stage now, the goofy puzzle thumbs. That's the name of my fish tribute band as Zanistrad says I remember hearing on a previous radio show that NS15 might not happen now because of the way NS13 changed the game for everyone with all the focus on optional challenge paths recently though I'm wondering if NS15 does end up happening someday why not make it another path option players could choose if they wanted to play to level 13 or 15 before they ascend that's a lot of fucking content to be in a single challenge path though is the thing right uh, underscore Voss says, do you think they will ever increase the band frequencies, or are they expansive enough already? Oh, it's a radio question. I get it. Oh. Um. Uh, Danao says, how do you feel about the idea of multiple finishing points for the Naughty Sorceress? Like you say, you can defeat her, free the king, and ascend at one level, but give her some continued presence that they can discover, track down, and fight at a later level. Um, but, um, yeah. 
I kind of thought people would have discovered that by now. No, oh, yeah. Two, how difficult slash inefficient does the code base make it to A? Uh, randomly select one of a player's familiars that has equipment and is below a spe- specific weight, and B, de-experience a familiar regardless of what it uses to gain weight. I mean, it's pretty easy to do both of those things. I don't know what... Uh, I mean, you must have something in mind there, and it seems like a good third thing to write would have been what that was. Uh, can you add in, says Kamaji6, a checkbox interface... Uh, for adding stuff into the closet so that it's easier for people to put tons of things into their closet all at once. We definitely need something better than what exists, but I don't know if that's it. HKC says, Jake, I was a little surprised Green didn't come up during last week's REM conversation. Not a fan? This guy says, out of time is greater than Green is greater than automatic for the people. Also, I saw them on the document tour because I am old. (laughs) Uh, You know, Green, I liked Green a lot, and I still do, but... There are just a lot of their out like Yeah, I don't know. There are just so much stuff that I like better than green now. Uh-huh. That green is sort of on the same level as like um I don't know, a fables of the reconstruction or whatever. Like I certainly wouldn't say that it was bad or get rid of it, but it's like it would not be in my it would not be in the five albums that I took with me. I still like <clears throat> For some reason, my favorite REM album is still Monster. Yeah. And not I'm not trying to be a hipster or anything. I just... It was the first REM album that I had the entire thing instead of just hearing singles. Mm-hmm. And I, I wasn't that invested in their sound to be perturbed that it had changed. And it, I just really enjoy it. I took a... Yeah, I don't know. I have a, I have a weird... It's almost like I don't really care about Monster. You know, there's like uh, some there's like some songs on it that I like. There's wasn't that after songs. your cutoff point, kind of? Well, uh, yeah, I guess it was like the first album that they came out with after I got really into them. Uh huh. You know, which is a thing that happens with me sometimes. But yeah, I don't know. Life's Rich Pageant is where it's at for that era, though. I think out of that to Document to Green, I think Life's Rich Pageant is probably my favorite. Uh, Magum Cody says, is there a way to read the outside messages on gift packages when they cannot be opened, say in Ronin or Hardcore, or read without opening? I have read both messages after opening. What? Would like to see the outside one without opening the package. Wait, I thought you could see the outside one without opening the package. No, maybe not. Fuck, I don't know. Gift packages are lame, and I wish we had never done them. Uh, not question says Dat horror so jet I went and saw Cabin in the Woods after hearing you two talk about it I hate horror as a genre and I'm way too squeamish to enjoy things getting cut off by other things but man did I enjoy that movie did you guys know that apparently there's a shot of a spoiler in the background Joss Whedon you so silly thanks for plugging the film uh, yeah I had read that I didn't I don't know that I would have recognized that thing you never really not. see them in the in the work in which they primarily appear so much either uh, question. Since the introduction of Challenge Pass, has the atmosphere at Asymmetric changed any? Do you guys catch the infectious excitement for Challenge Pass that all your players seem to come down with? Um, also, a while ago, you talked about a project Hot Stuff had that you let him do with the caveat that he had to bully everybody about it. I think it was changing the roll date of the yearly familiars. Would you ever consider, or is this how it works, having a Challenge Path led by, say, Riff, 
because I would totes love to spend a few months of my life in entirely randomly generated ascensions. Nah. A challenge path designed by Riff would require so much of C.D. Moyer's time that I don't know that I'd feel safe uh, safe for that. You know, the one that we're doing after this coming one sprang from a thing that was largely mechanically described by Riff, and so I have a feeling that I have a feeling that what I was to Age of Boris, Riff will be to the what is it fall. Challenge path. Um, in terms of coming up with the things that you do, like the equivalent for that path of the of the skill trees. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, and the thing, yeah, the thing, the the hot stuff project is only like I would only agree to doing the fucking content familiars every January first if he made sure that they got done by the end of November, which just conspicuously failed to happen. Right, and there was crunching, but it turned out pretty well. It turned out, it turned out fine, but it, it I mean, it just made me extremely unhappy. Like, yeah. that, that period of time, even in a good year, is really, really stressful for me, and I, like, I just didn't want, because I mean, you know, like, I, I have to, because I get to make all the decisions, I'm the one who is, at the end of the day, responsible for getting everything done if it's not done right. and getting it the way that I want it if it's not the way that I want it and so I like I mean this year again I am really gonna push for that and get mad when it doesn't happen <laughs> <laughs> I mean if we hadn't if we hadn't scaled back Crimbo a lot it would have been way worse yeah and you know nobody reacted to Crimbo as though it were a scaled back Crimbo yeah and it was not murderous. I mean, either of those things would have been a fine, stress-free month. It's just both of them at the same time resulted in a stressful month. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, this might be one of those things like KOLCon where I just don't get to whine about this. It's like, you know, December, December is the time when everybody else gets to have a good time and I get to be up here on this cross. <laughs> doing a whole bunch more work than I Oddly usually enough, do. Easter is fine. Yeah, but I mean, it's, you know, maybe it's not a thing that I should try to fix. Maybe it's just a thing that I should suck it up and deal with because it's, this is how we make people happy, is is by doing this. Um, but, yeah, whatever. Um, I don't know if we catch the infectious excitement for Challenge Pass. I mean, I don't know that the atmosphere has changed either. I mean, we get to we get to do some more experimental stuff, which is cool. You know, we get to work in some modes that we don't often get to work in or we didn't often get to work in before that. But, I mean, we also, it's its one more thing that takes up a bunch of time that stops us from finishing the sea or making a new clan dungeon or whatever. You know, which, then the idea was, like, well, let's, let's do one of these that's not real impressive. I mean, I, you know, like, Way of the Surprising Fist only took a week to do. Right. Um, but we used up a lot of juice going over and over and over the thing that we were going to do before that. Right. Which, I mean, it's, it does, it does use up our precious bodily fluids. It is though. There's something about being able to announce the new thing on Facebook and put it in the comeback email and talk to my friends who play about it. Yeah, it is, an, makes, it is big, makes a big me. thing that happens four yeah. times a year now. Yeah. 
Uh, Bandito Burrito is asking when we're going to get a You've Defeated Big Candy uh, line in the accomplishments. And I, I know I know that that's way behind and I need to catch up on it. It's in a bind because it's way behind and it's willing to make a deal. Uh, people asking me for anti-anti-antidote in the drop-down list for healing and MP restoring items. Um, yeah, I can see why people want that. Togapika says, what is the effect from the bottle of Van Gobitussin do? I don't remember. <laughs> I think that might be a thing where none of us would know without actually looking it up. Uh, the Erosion Seeker says, why are you lose quest items with stat requirements? Man, I don't know. That's like... I understand you only want them used by the right class, but I thought that's what the applies to X only enchant does. Also, why do they have a stat rack of 60 when you need to be min stat 120 to fight the Nemesis Assassin? I don't know, man. Ask Riff. Uh, Lightwolf says, regarding my question about your favorite long-form jokes from the last show, and feel free for Scully to share his as well. My favorite long-form jokes are Shaggy Dog stories as well, although I wasn't restricting the criteria to just those. While I agree that one-liners and bar jokes are more tricks than humor, I think there's a certain style of long-form joke that is really quite impressive as a storytelling craft, just as much as it is about the humor. And it's always fun to collect new ones from people who travel in different circles than your own. Uh, as an example, here's one that I heard recently that got me thinking about this, and he links to a TED Talk. I mean, technically it is a bar joke, but it's not the three blanks walk into a bar kind. Regarding Shaggy Dog stories, I'm familiar with the clown comeback, but have never heard the airplane one or the Jewish rabbi one you talked about, like the Jewish rabbi joke that Hot Stuff mentioned. <laughs> oh, that one about the Jewish rabbi. Oh. Uh, is there anywhere I could find those online? I should try to find the airplane one so that I can... I mean, the trouble is, I think the version of the airplane one that I heard in high school was a derivation of a derivation of a derivation of a derivation. Um, what's your favorite long joke? Uh, the brick joke is definitely yeah. my favorite of them. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I mean, as we got to talking about this on on the Thursday show, like I don't, I don't really tell jokes, and I don't really encounter people who are like telling jokes anymore. Occasionally, in a round of conversation, you'll get like uh, a, a round of people telling jokes, and that's all right. You know, they're usually jokes that everybody has heard before. And they're racist. They're usually always racist. Like, I told the, the nature vacuums and abhor joke at the party. Mm-hmm. And that was a big hit. That's more like a shaggy dog story, though, right? Like, Yeah, the, the more I, that you can build it up before you hit the punchline is... Yeah, because, I mean, it's like a short... Like, when that, like, you know, better Nate than Lever, or whatever, like... The more man tab barnacle pliers... Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Isaac Asimov That's... did a, a few of those that were big, like a 500-word setup to a really tortured, like, set of song lyrics with substituted words. And to me, that shit is hilarious. But yeah, I think there's something is. to say for a, a well-crafted pun or, like, a, it, a snappy comeback. To it you. is definitely a guilty pleasure, right? I mean, puns... You really do groan and not laugh. Right? There's huh. because because humor is about the the juxtaposition of inappropriately juxtaposed elements. Sure. Right? It's it's about getting something wrong. It's about I mean, which is why it brushes up against taboos so much of the time is because that's just the territory that it's in. Right? right? And I think a pun is wrong in a way that is not like it just doesn't it triggers a different sort of brain reaction 
Although I I chuckled my way through a a post on Reddit that was just a tall image that was a series of puns like the eye of Sauron with Sauron as the caption and then the tower without the eye and sour off. Right. Reese yeah, Witherspoon, okay. Reese without her spoon. Right. And I you know, I laughed heartily. I didn't groan. I thought that was there's a cleverness to it. Uh, let's see. Um, the Nuge says, did Age of Boris wind up being a faster path than you had originally anticipated? In your opinion, are the required early runs enough to offset the later speedier runs? It's a place that's somewhat like Unpath Dissension, except at an accelerated pace. No, that was the entire point of the way that it was designed. It, it was the idea of a fast way for you to get some really powerful versions of the same kinds of tools that speed ascenders use and sort of see how they feel. You know, like, get to get the progression of the speed game experience in a more bite-sized sort of context. I mean, that was, that was like, the driving factor behind the way that those things worked. Um, and, you know, I, I think it speaks to... It speaks to the, the, like, just fundamental soundness of Ascension as a concept. You know, and the, the going through again with more power. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just, it's, it's new game plus, right? It's, it's new game plus by another name because Mr. Scully didn't know about new game plus. Right. I also am not sure that it was widely called that. I mean, that was, it was definitely like a thing that existed and probably the phrase originally appeared before we started working on KOL. But like, as I mean, it's kind of weird how much the sort of standardized vocabulary for talking about video games has improved over the amount of time that we've been doing this. And I think it is really a change in the world more than just a change in our understanding of it. Like, there are just words for things because more people are really thinking about video games the more time that passes. And it's awesome. Uh, But yeah, no, I mean, Boris played out pretty much exactly the way that I wanted it to. And that makes me happy. And you know what else would make me happy is getting back in there and getting to work. I'm not even going to sushi. I ordered a pizza so that I could... Uh, actually, my girlfriend ordered a pizza uh, so that I can I can have a working dinner to get ready to roll out this big surprise where hell freezes over and snowballs fly and then the Pope shits on a bear. Excellent. Is it uh, sushi pizza, though, at least? It is, yeah. Okay, well, that's good. Uncooked right. pork pizza. Hmm. I'm going to go ahead and say good night, everybody, and beware the trichinosis. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Jake, say good night, man. Good night, everybody. Sorry, You're I, I, me out, I wasn't going to say it this time because you starting the music always cuts off me saying goodbye. And so I was like, eh, this time I'm just not going to say it. Yeah, see what happens. This is what happens when you fuck <laughs> a stranger in the ass. It's like a gift. This is like a gift to the Magi situation. Good night, everybody.